0: you have to really listen to what your heart is saying to you because i think that so many people have felt things in their heart and then they share them with the wrong people and the person minimized it could be your mother, your father, your siblings, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, right? Don't minimize what what god is speaking to you. God is calling you to go all the way in. And so this is this is Biblical, because Mm -hmm. you can be fully persuaded that God is calling you. You could be semi-persuaded or kind of persuaded. I don't want to be kind of persuaded. No. I want to be fully persuaded that God is calling us to do this thing.
1: Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. Hello, hello, everyone. I am here today with the original comeback coach, my friend, mentor, and somebody who is taking the world by storm and has been for over a decade, maybe even longer, Tim Story, welcome back to the show.
0: Good to see you. It's amazing how much we're seeing each other at events.
1: It's meant to be.
0: Yes, but can I comment first of... um, Recently, you did something in San Diego for yes. the Aspire Tour, and the people went wild. Uh, number one, your intro and coming into the stage like fire, like you did. Uh, <laughs> what kind of mood were you in when you came in that fiery?
1: You, know, you were ready. I, I, First of all, thank you so much. Coming from one of the best speakers in the world and the best communicators in the world, that is a high, high compliment that brings me to tears. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how did I come in that way? I was backstage praying, yeah. praying, praying. And I felt a heaviness yeah. of souls coming off of what's happened in Israel, just mm-hmm. the world we're in. And I just knew I need to show up for these people. I got to show up. Yeah. And so that energy, like it was all channeled through the Holy Spirit, and then just wanting to serve at such a high level.
0: I like it. I like to say that there's a difference between a burden and a mandate. A a burden is when we kind of like feel for people. Like maybe we see homeless people and we get a burden. A mandate is when God speaks to you and says, this is your assignment, go do it. Mm. And what I felt that day, and I told a lot of my friends You seem like a a woman with an assignment.
1: That's right. What
0: did you feel like your assignment was that day for that particular talk?
1: To release people from shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because for so long I lived my life with so much shame of things I didn't do to myself, of the way I was raised, things I went through, abuse, all that. And I felt like my mandate was to release people and give people the freedom that I've been given And I had to go there, Tim. Like I had Mm -hmm. to go there because there's not a lot of people going there.
0: They're not. And so um, in going there for a minute, I think that it's very risky to do what you did. Mm -hmm. So what what you did, it's one thing to say, okay, this is the challenge. Mm -hmm. And then we go, oh, yeah, that's the challenge. Right. And then you said, let's now identify the challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you had this list of things that they can go through to yeah. identify the challenge. And then are you willing to get out of the challenge? right? And that willingness is part of the problem with people. Some people are not willing.
1: Right. Well, they're, they're not willing, but some people, even what I have found is they're not even aware mm-hmm. because we live in this society where we're numb. And a lot of us are taught to just mask our problems and just to keep going and build your things. But then you, you suddenly wake up and you're like, why am I self-sabotaging? Why am I, why am I anxiety ridden? Well, you've never really identified your actual problems. So this is the first thing I did was let's identify. Cause Mm -hmm. I had people in the audience that were like, we're married, but I never told him I was raped when I was five. Yeah. Or I never, like, have admitted that I have these issues mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, I knew, like, let's identify it. But I I, I didn't want to just, like, rip them open and then leave them. Yes. So I needed to have closure for them and for myself that we actually are going to walk through and take that next step. No,
0: I, I like what you're talking about because in the steps to a comeback, I say, number one, you have to become awake. Secondly, you have to take inventory. And by you providing that list that you did in San Diego, that is taking inventory. And as you know, that inventory can be so difficult Mm. because sometimes it's easy just to speed through life. So we don't feel things, but reality is we are feeling those things. So we have to deal with them, right? We
1: have to deal with them Mm -hmm. and heal. Otherwise you're going to repeat the cycle. Yeah, And it's going to manifest in different ways in the body through illnesses or things, you know, cheating on people. Like there's just stuff that starts to repeat itself if you don't break the cycle. Yeah, And so I'm following the calling and I was actually with Nick Mm -hmm. who spoke at the event. We were having dinner and I was sharing with him. I'm like, this isn't even because I want to do this. It's because I have to and I must.
0: The mandate
1: it's the mandate and you're helping me understand even what's going on in my own heart because I'm being obedient. It's like I know too much Mm -hmm. and I cannot not do it. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: So because I've worked with celebrities for so many years is that I see you in a celebrity mode right now where you're doing a lot of like beautiful things and Mm -hmm. endorsing products and in, magazines, cover of magazines, all these things you're doing, but there's times where you choose to take the Paris filter off yes, and just like yeah. get down and do it. That's yeah. That was dope. What I just yeah. said, right? Yeah, that like, was, that was what other dope. man would know yeah, that, I know. <laughs> but, but, but why are you willing to take the Paris filter off sometimes and just get down and dirty like that?
1: Because when I die, I, I want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And I must serve Mm -hmm. and I'm serving no one by only having the Paris filter on and like truly, and it's not real and it's not authentic. It's not. And I'm, I'm tired of the BS, Tim. Yeah. Like I'm tired of it. I'm like, what I know now, I wish somebody would have said many years ago mm-hmm. but i just pushed it down i got into the business world and i started getting into personal development but i never came to a place where it's like oh let's talk about these things mm-hmm. right and yeah. so i did extremely well but then I still felt empty inside and I had horrible relationships. I couldn't keep good relationships yes. and I'm like, what's wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know? So I must take off that Paris. No, that makes I, sense. I gotta get down and dirty, man.
0: Okay. So what? So you have to become awake. People have to become awake. Yeah. They take inventory and then they have to partner with the right people. Mm-hmm. And so what I think one thing that's amazing about your story, is that you have been like in the laboratory working on your system for a while. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that because I think some people just think okay she came out of nowhere. Yeah. But I know that's not true. Right. So tell us about the laboratory and how you've been working on this system to help set people free for a long time.
1: Mm, yeah, so good. Well, first of all, I'm all about me experiencing it. So I never speak about things, train, teach, whatever, whether it's business, unless I've done it. Mm -hmm. So I learn it. I do it. I go through it and the going through process may take me a while. It may take me short amount of time. Doesn't matter. But I, I, I'm a practitioner. And then I teach it. Yes. Okay. That's my philosophy. And that is what I believe. I think there's a lot of people teaching things they've never actually done. And there's a certain resonance and energy to it. It doesn't land. 100%. Because they haven't done it. And it's regurgitated stuff. And so when it comes to this particular topic, and for those of you that maybe don't really know what we're talking about, it's my it factor keynote Mm -hmm. where I go through the ACE test and I go through this whole process. It's because I went through that whole process. Yeah. I actually was listening to something after the great, um, Twitch took Mm -hmm. his life, the Mm -hmm. dancer for Ellen. Mm -hmm. And it led me down of figuring out why are people depressed? And they walk around with a smile on their face. Like most of the people were like, this guy's so happy. Like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And I was listening to something when I was walking and it was like, he had a really hard upbringing and, a lot of people that do, if they've never like dealt with it, it comes up in different ways. Mm-hmm. So that led me on a study. I was trying to study. I was like reading. And, and that's the thing that I want people to realize is like when God gives you that curiosity, Tim, I was so curious. I started reading all these books. I started to figure out like, okay, why are people obese and what is it linked to? And I noticed all these trends. Yes. It's linked to what happens to us a lot of times before we're 18. And I'm yeah. like, why? The, why? And then I looked at myself and I was, I did the test myself. And I'm like, my numbers are extremely high. I should be, could be like a, a, a bad girl right now mm-hmm. naughty exactly. girl all exactly. the things exactly. right mm-hmm. uh, but why have i you know been been saved well i have like chased after my faith and i've chased after healing and i've like been on a mission to heal and and so you know in that process of me going through that and chasing my faith chasing the healing discovering though why is this happening that's how I put together the system and why I put it together.
0: I love it. So what, you, what you're what you doing is you're taking Isaiah 61, which is a prophecy about what Christ would do on earth. So Isaiah 53 talks about how he'd suffer. Isaiah 9, 6 about his names. Isaiah 61 about his mission. And he says that he will give you beauty for your ashes. And so the the... Word ashes in the Hebrew, the whole idea is broken things, wow. dead things, things that don't matter. So there's so many people living in the ashes, but God says, I will exchange your ashes and give you beauty. Most people in this world are trying to put beauty on their ashes.
1: Wow. What
0: you did in San Diego, you showed them the great exchange and said, no, 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 no. We're not putting beauty on our ashes, but God is going to exchange and says, hey, let me give you your dead things and let me show you the beauty. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. The the world is hungering for the beauty. So that's why when Jesus was walking around and it would prompt people to scream at him, So there's a blind guy blind Bartimaeus yeah yeah, he's at the roadside yeah watch how powerful this is it says he was sitting by the road so he was in a place of defeat he was sitting by the road and then he heard jesus coming and he shouted he shouted at jesus to stop and then the people said no 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 keep quiet and then the bible says and he shouted all the more
1: Uh uh-huh
0: so because what happened is in that moment of blind Bartimaeus sitting by the roadside when he felt the anointing of Jesus, he said, Oh my God, there must be more. And he shouted. And the reason that me and you are stepping up in this world and not ashamed is because we hear the world shouting, there must be more.
1: There must be more. Have you always felt that way? Like heard that? Well,
0: I felt that way when I really got to know Christ in a way that went down deep, deep, deep inside. But that happened in an early age in my life, uh-huh. where even when I was in high school, uh, I had been really touched by God in some church services. And when I was 17, uh, a minister uh, did what they call prophesied over my life. Mm-hmm. That's like in the Bible, First Corinthians yeah. chapter 12. And he, he literally said these words. He says, you're gonna be used by God and you're going to help a lot of people you're even going to help entertainers i was only 17 years wow. of age so i have felt this um love for people in a deep way the closer i have gotten to god but i definitely hear the shouts of people saying mm-hmm. somebody give me an answer mm-hmm. more and more even in the days that we're living in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: how has your faith grown how many years have you've been a practitioner so
0: i i i've been a christian since i was little yeah but that's common for a lot of inner city kids Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: because
0: our parents like take us to church so we don't get involved in other things right because remember i was born in compton california so you know i was involved in that but i really found god in a very unique way even when i was young wow and uh part of it came out of loneliness because my mother used to work at Winchell's Donut Shop and she used to have a shift a couple nights a week that went till 12 midnight. And I was only like 10. My brother was four years older and my brother used to spend the night a lot at the neighbor's house and my sisters were already gone. And so I would ride around on my Schwinn bicycle (laughs) until late at night, until my mother came home because I was afraid to be by myself. And I would like, Talk to God while I'd ride around on my Schwinn bicycle like two or three nights a week when she was working those hours. And you know, there's that song that says, I am a friend of God. Yeah. Like I really became a friend of God as a kid.
1: Because you were lonely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that so much. Sometimes I didn't even know what it was. I just had this strange connection to the light. And for me, it was when I went to a a Bible camp, like the neighbor lady saw our our toxicity dysfunction and she was like, we've got this thing going on, I wanna take you. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And she put me in a dress and braided my hair. And that's when I was like, oh, I do have a dad. Cause I didn't have a dad. I was like, I do have a dad. Mm -hmm. This is so cool. I gotta share something with you. One of the greatest keys to my success, especially early on, was that I learned how to become an effective communicator. I learned how to present in front of a room. I learned how to convey a message to people that really made people lean in. And I know that I know if I wouldn't have invested in myself and learned how to effectively communicate, to be honest with we wouldn't even be here right now. So with that being said, how much have you invested in your communication skills? Like if you're really looking to grow your business, you're gonna need to go live, you're gonna probably maybe need to take a stage at some point, or maybe you just want to like wow the crowd at a wedding that you're in. It doesn't matter what matters is, is that you learn how to effectively communicate. And throughout the years, I've been asked so many times, can you train me? Can you mentor me on speaking? And now the answer is absolutely freaking yes. I am doing an effective communication masterclass. It's gonna be about three hours long, up to four, for those of you that wanna to go to a new level. And if you're really looking, to unleash your potential as an effective communicator, I am going to teach you how to speak with confidence and convey your ideas, how to become more memorable and stand out with storytelling in your talks, how to present your business opportunity with prestige. Because let's just face it, you must, especially in today's economy. So this is a special event I'm having It's virtual, anyone in the world can join. You might be thinking, is this even in my budget? How am I gonna make this work? Well, let me tell you, all of this is going to be less than one tank of gas in California, okay? And if you don't know what that is, um, let me just say, it's gonna, the entire masterclass is less than one cup of coffee from your favorite barista, okay? You can't afford not to do it. And so, if this is something you're leaning in saying yes, 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 then register now at itfactorexperience.com, itfactorexperience.com, and reserve your seat, and I will see you there. So, going through your career, though, like how has your faith grown and changed?
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that it's, it's, it's growing not because of the career. It's just growing because I want it to grow. You
1: want it to grow. It's, it's
0: a good relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, one of my favorite relationships that I ever had, I never kissed a girl. I was only 10 years of age. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> so there was a girl named Carrie in my neighborhood. And her family had moved in. And I was talking to one of my buddies, and all of a sudden I saw this girl go by in a bicycle, and I promise you, her hair was blowing in the wind. (laughs) I'm like, yikes. That's like when I discovered girls. I'm like, oh, my God. What was that? And I remember Carrie and I became such great friends for a year and a half until she moved again. And we used to ride our bicycles around, and I could not wait. For school to end, so I could ride my bike with Carrie. I mean, it was non physical. We're 10 yeah, years of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were growing as little buddies, as 10 year olds, and then we ended our friendship at 11 and a half. I never saw her again in my life. But with God, with this connection that I had as a kid, I just want to just keep growing in yeah, Him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about that. It's about relationship to
1: yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. is it like, is it, do you have to still remind yourself like in the morning when you wake up to pray, to listen, to, to feed? Cause like, I got to imagine, obviously you have a good team around you, Mm -hmm. but you know, your schedules is bananas. You have so much demand on Mm -hmm. you. Uh, What do you do now to grow your faith? Like what exercises it for you? Like some people it's more through worship, some it's reading.
0: Yeah. So I think just like in a good relationship and we both have been in relationships that were not so great, That's right. but in a, in a good relationship, um, it's good to have like lunch dates. Um, we're going to go walking in Laguna oh, or yeah. a dinner date or yes. whatever people do. Right. Yes. So for me, um, I have a date with God every single morning. So I do a one hour devotional that I've done already today. I study that Bible for one whole hour, and I pray during that hour while I'm studying. Wow. Every single day, seven days a week, and I never miss. And that's out of the love I have for God. So the Bible says, the people who know their God mm-hmm. shall be strong and do great exploits. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you're doing great exploits just because. The people who know their God right, that's right. shall be strong, and then they'll do great exploits. Oh. So in the knowing of God, the, the Hebrew word know is the word yada, which means to know that you know that you know that you know. The people who know their God mm. shall be strong, and then they will manifest great things. Oh, so, so we're just manifesting. That's what's And happening. it will not stop.
1: It will not stop.
0: It will not stop.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been manifesting since I was a teenager. Now, you'll go through seasons. Ecclesiastes talks about the seasons of life. We'll go through winter, spring, summers, and fall. Maybe not so many doors will open at times because it's a season of silence. God getting us ready for the loud that's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. But if we stay in God, we will never stop manifesting.
1: Oh, and stay diligent to your God-given purpose. You know, I was talking to... My publicist the other day were like signing papers for all these exciting things and she's mm-hmm. like, Girl, you stay diligent. Yeah. She's like, five years ago you were talking about these things. Yeah. Day in and day out and day in and day out. And I'm like, it's on on his watch, not mine. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's the thing. I you have to stay. Faithful and diligent. And I think right now there's so many people that are so distracted. Mm-hmm. They're not staying faithful. They're not watering their own grass. You're right. They're like all over the place. Just why, why do they get this? And Why do they get this? And blaming it on the world, right? Yes. And it's a mindset truly to stay faithful and to stay
0: diligent. So let's get into that a little bit because yeah. we, we wanted to talk about purpose. Yeah. Because there was a guy named Miles Monroe who is in heaven now. He's one of my great friends. And unfortunately he passed from an airplane crash, but he used to say life without a purpose is just an experiment. Mm. And I think most people are just having this experiment. They
1: are. They're having an experiment. That's right.
0: They're like, maybe if I move to South beach, I'll be better. Or maybe if I move to Beverly Hills, we better. Right? It's so true. So it's like this experiment. So life without a purpose is just an experiment. So we believe, we believe, in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship, so we're a work of art, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm. Okay. So when you were a little girl, God was already mapping out yeah. what's unfolding now. Yeah, He already knew. That's deep stuff, right? It is deep stuff. So yeah. when I say that, what comes to your mind?
1: I imagine myself in the basement having that encounter with God. Yeah. like true truly like it, it all makes sense now and it, it it allows like for things to happen and it's not so it's like I under I got I understand that God mm-hmm. but how am I going to use that for the greater good it all makes sense like the dark stuff it, it makes sense like why it happened yes and it's up to me though to serve other people and and to do and what I've learned to help other people
0: yes so so God is creating this work of art Mm -hmm. in us Mm -hmm. and everybody who's watching, Mm -hmm. okay? And then he says that I have already gone before you to help make this happen. So what's our duty? To be in alignment to our assignment. And what's going to happen is everything is going to come at you to take you off the alignment to the assignment. And that's where you had the guts in San Diego to talk about strongholds. Yes. I was like, yeah, what, yeah. this is a secular conference. Yo, <laughs> you were breaking down Ephesians chapter yeah. six. I know about putting on the whole army yeah. of God, Yeah, but, but yeah, so everything's going to try to take you
1: uh-huh. off
0: your yellow brick road as Dorothy trying to get back to Kansas Yes, yes. and that all those distractions,
1: the enemy will come in strong. Because here's what I th- I believe. Yeah. People come into contact with their purpose. Mm-hmm. I say it's what breaks your heart. You know, you you say your calling's calling you. Yes. It's by what you hear. I mean, our our reel we did together has over three hundred thousand views on this one thing. Like Amazing. Clearly, it's landing for people. Mm-hmm. But I I believe if you're quiet if you listen if you ask it comes in many ways shapes and forms 100% but you have to stay rooted and mm-hmm. grounded and diligent to go okay what am i going to do with that calling calling me and the enemy comes to steal kill destroy right, right. he doesn't want especially if you know your calling is a god given assignment it's going to glorify the kingdom it's going to help people. It's going to serve people. So he'll come at you like in different ways. Anxiety. You're not good enough. You don't sound like Tim story. You're not as eloquent as him. You can't drop Bible verses like him. Mm -hmm. Who are you? You don't look like that. You don't, it's coming in many ways Yes, to keep us and hold us captive Mm -hmm. and to keep us small.
0: Yeah. But even to me, because like when I look at my real friends, like Ed Milet, okay. I don't have a plane like him. Yeah. Grant Cardone, I've done most of the 10X conferences. That's my real friend. I don't have his plane.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it it would be easy for me to look at look at these other guys that are my peers, and they're like rolling in a crazy level. Maybe I spent too much time as a humanitarian. Right. So because people try to fill my mind with those kind of things, there are times I have to just like stop and take a breath and go, hey, you know, number one, I am excited for all my buddies that are doing these things and having these things. But Tim, that is not your assignment. My assignment has been to be a humanitarian all these years. Now, I live a blessed life, but it would be very easy for me to get off the alignment of my assignment and get competitive. Oh my
1: gosh. If I
0: let myself go there.
1: I can completely relate to you there was a season in my um like mid-20s and all my mentors were like men multi-millionaire mm-hmm. wh- whatever very obviously masculine and that was the echo chamber i was living in so i was always operating in my masculine it was never good enough yeah. i was manic i was not walking in my divine assignment i could crush sales i could whip it whip it whip it build it do it yeah. th- twist it whatever But I literally was a mess on the inside. Mm. I I remember being in like Santorini, one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I didn't even enjoy it because I was seriously chasing the wrong things. I wasn't going back to what you taught me, which is. I go into the battleground yes. and then I go into the holy ground, Yes, go to the battleground, the holy ground. I was forgetting about the holy ground mm-hmm. and not feeding my soul or even listening to him. Yeah. So I was chasing the wrong things. And for a long time, I felt like it's not good enough. It's never good enough. Like the joy that we've been given
0: <laughs> was yeah.
1: gone. It was yeah. like, but I drove a Bentley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just feel like I had to say that because you really ministered to me when you said that, because when I started to put like, it's like a racehorse and I put the blinders on, you know, like those racehorses yeah. and I'm like, assignment, this is my assignment. That's when I have experienced more joy in my life than I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with anything of this world. Yeah. It's because I'm following the call God has put on my life. And what an amazing
0: feeling of meaning and significance, right? Yeah. And, and and truly that's what people are looking for. Like I get to be around very powerful people at the end of their lives. Um, Vidal Sassoon was my great friend. I was just with his whole family two weeks ago. And at the, towards the end of Vidal's life, we were on Cannon Drive, Beverly Hills, just talking about life. And he says, you know, Tim, I look at someone like you and I look up to someone like you. He goes, look what you've done. You care about people. The Lee Iacocca, who was one of the most powerful businessmen in the world in the 80s and 90s. I was around him for 26 years. He endorsed two of my books. So there we are in his gigantic Bel Air mansion, which was worth so much money with servants flying everywhere, saying the same thing to me. He goes, Tim, when I look at the the meaning that you have in life, I really envy that.
1: Yeah. So there he had
0: all this stuff right. that he did enjoy, but there's something about meaning and significance.
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think about your purpose changing?
0: So what happens is that I think your purpose remains the same, but your assignments change. Okay. So So watch this. So your purpose, okay, is to uh, prosper in your soul, okay, mm-hmm. to live life, for Jesus has come to give you life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. So we should be living life.
1: Right. That's our purpose. Right.
0: And out of living life, you give life.
1: That's right. So that's
0: your purpose. So within your purpose, then God is now giving you new assignments, mm. okay, so your purpose is you're living, you're very alive, yeah, you're very yeah. vibrant. Okay. Yeah. So then God says to you, okay, now, okay, I'm gonna download you some assignments, and here's gonna be one of them. You're gonna do this tour, you're gonna write books, you're gonna have your own TV show, you're gonna do documentaries, you're gonna have businesses, you're gonna just prosper at like 27x. Right. So just get ready for it. Okay. okay. I'm kind of prophesying. Yeah, too. let's go. So <laughs> that is the assignments that god has given you Mm -hmm. so what we have to be open to at different periods of your life god will give you different assignments Mm -hmm. so like tim story's assignment late 20s to like 45 was the hollywood bible study which there was nothing like it. nothing you would look and and there is robert downey and then there's kanye west and then there's jessica simpson and there's quincy jones there's Jared Leto. It will never happen again. Right. That can never happen again because of the iPhone. Yeah. I didn't like have three celebrities follow me. I had over 300 mega ones I was life coaching. Wow. But that was my assignment at that time. Right. I still life coach celebrities, but that's not just the emphasis. Mm-hmm. So God gives other assignments. Now I'm deep into the addiction space, yeah, you the are. mental health space. Yeah, you yeah. are.
1: So how do you know when it changes? Does it just come in like opportunities? Is it like a whisper? Is God like dropping into your dreams? Like, okay, let's go.
0: Okay. You are asking great questions. (laughs) I'm going to give you an answer that you're going to love. Okay. Have you ever had an appetite for certain food Uh, and then you lost the appetite for that food? Yes. Okay. So uh, sometimes if a woman is pregnant, they'll tell me that, uh, there's things that they now have a new appetite for. Mm. And then there's things that they lost their appetite for. Okay. Yeah. Or people that are getting in shape and it starts to feel good to get in shape. They're like, dude, I cannot go through fast food anymore like yeah. I used to. So they lose their appetite. God speaks to us through our appetite.
1: This is so good. So powerful. It's so powerful. It is so powerful. I Yeah. Would- I I experienced something where my appetite completely shifted. I no longer wanted it. And what happened is I would try to do it out of obligation and my energy would just drop. Wow. It, was, it was like, you know, I have a lot of energy. I like to live a high-frequency life and, and, and all that I do bring energy. But it felt like when I would go to do it, it was like painful. Okay. And like, did I not sleep for days? Like, I just felt like what is up and it was like because i was denying it i was i was like no i'm i have to do this and it was like i wasn't paying attention that the assignment has changed yes. or i wasn't like allowing it to change i was like fear was coming in well if you don't do this then mm-hmm. this is gonna happen and if you know and, and i feel like a lot of people listening to this right now they're been given assignments and they know it they're driving and they're like oh yes. i know my assignment i'm oh, not yeah. doing it but uh-huh. they're so afraid right right Real like afraid.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. you know. So the the appetite. Let's go there a little deeper. Yeah. Because when the appetite starts to change, and if you keep eating what you're not hungry for, it loses its taste. And that's what started happening to me, even with dealing with the biggest celebrities in the world. Like I could remember, like I would say. This is a guy that's like top five in the world as a celebrity. He was having a birthday party. And he said, and so-and-so's going to be there. 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 And I need you to be there. And I go, seems like you got enough so-and-sos. And he laughed and he goes, you'll be there. I promise you, I did not go. It was the weirdest thing. I had lost my appetite for what that night was going to be about And it was not going to be about debauchery or right. terrible stuff
1: yeah i just wasn't in the mood for all those yeah. humans yeah your soul just wasn't down with it
0: isn't that wild it's so wild so you've seen that happen in your own life too
1: a hundred percent yeah and finally i just had to go it's okay yeah. like you don't need to go you don't need to do it and mm-hmm. again it's I, I it's literally what you've taught me and you you say it so good Holy ground, battleground, holy ground. But it's why you have to come back and you have to get quiet. Yes. Every day. Right. Like showering.
0: So the battleground is what you're facing now. Mm -hmm. So here's part of what you're facing. So when you go into places of darkness, you cross lines, and you have to understand the enemy's camp has been set up to try to blind a lot of people that you're setting free right now. So you're going into darkness and you are yanking people out. You're yanking people out and you're bringing them over the line. Yes. Okay. Now the enemy doesn't mind if you just bring that one person out, but you're not bringing out just one person. Cause you bring out one person, you're bringing out their sister, their brother, their Uh cousin. (laughs) Is this powerful? This is so powerful. Oh yeah. So that's why like Last night, I was at this Paul Mitchell event, Uh and people were coming up to me. But some people come up to me in tears, and and I'll say, why are you crying? They go, you don't understand. 1997, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 7,000 people. You spoke a message, and I gave my life to Christ. Tim, you don't understand. Because of that message, seven of my family members followed me, And we're all walking for God.
1: Come on now. Come on now. See? I'm ready to flip this table. Yes. Okay. So
0: holy ground, battleground. So we're in this battleground. Yeah. Winning.
1: Yeah.
0: We're not in there losing. Right. Okay? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: For greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That's right. Now we may get some scraps, some uh, scratches and fall and get back up, but we don't lose. No. Because greater is he that's in us. Yes. And no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Yes. But we got to be smart enough to come back to the holy ground. Even Jesus was in the middle of the battleground healing people. And then it says, and he went to a solitary place Mm -hmm, to pray mm -hmm. over and over in the New Testament, Mm -hmm. in the gospels. And he goes to the solitary place to pray. Where is he going? He's going back to the holy ground. Mm -hmm. The holy ground is the quiet place. The place of
1: secrets, Mm -hmm. seclusion, safety, and strength. Oh, it's gonna make me cry. It's powerful. It's so powerful. That's
0: why you have to avoid people, the bigger you get.
1: And I I have been like needing to be alone a yeah. lot lately. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah. And it's like I, I need that quiet time. Yeah. I cannot fill my calendar with constant conversation anymore. No. At all,
0: or too many lunches? No. Or too many dinners? No,
1: because I can't think, and I can't, I can't, I can't hear. It's it's like there's like a blockage, and no matter what level you're at in life, I think everybody faces this. And but most people, again, it's like they don't want to hear their own thoughts, so they just fill their calendar. Mm -hmm. You know, they just they don't view it like it's a priority for me. It's a necessity for me to be in the holy ground. But
0: this is powerful talk because for everybody that's watching right now and listening is that it's not about like you being a minister. That's not what we're saying. Right. We're not saying you have to be a full-time pastor or minister
1: or thought leader or thought leader. Yeah,
0: You can have two amazing children and be a stay at home mother or I know some stay-at-home dads. Yeah. But you're raising the next generation that's right. of world shakers. That's right. If that's your God idea, Yeah. let's go. Let's go. So all me and you are saying is be in alignment to your assignment, mm-hmm. but realize there's going to be a battle for that mm-hmm. because it's not just you, it's the effect the people that are going to have in this planet that you're helping. Mm.
1: Yeah. So, so what's it cost to... To
0: follow that assignment. To me, it's cost my whole life. Amen. I gave my whole life. Same. I don't know what it's like to be regular. I don't
1: know.
0: Uh, I don't know what it's like to have some of the experiences that my buddies talk about when they were teenagers. Uh, I don't know what it's like to to fail in private because like when I went through a divorce, it was in public. Same. So I don't know what it's like to be normal, but I would do it all over again. I signed up again this morning.
1: Yes. <laughs> to, 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 amen to that. I, I signed
0: up this morning again. I,
1: I don't want to be normal. No, there's absolute, I, I completely relate. So, I'm in this thing. Yeah. You're all in. And, and that's what it takes. Like you have to be all in. Yeah. Cause, cause I, I feel, and so many people message me, they're like, I feel stuck. I feel stagnant. I feel this, I feel that. I'm like, it's because, you know, if we look at a pool, you're just dipping your big toe in. Yeah. You're not cannonballing in. Mm -hmm. It's scary to cannonball in Mm -hmm. and say, I'm all in, burn the boats. Yeah. Burn the boats. Mm -hmm. Like we're all in on this thing. Yeah. What would you say to someone right now? I feel it. I know someone right now is pushing a stroller. I see it. Mm -hmm. And she's crying listening to this. Yeah. And she's like, I got my big toe in, but I've never cannonballed in. What would you say to that person?
0: I, I I would say that. You have to really listen to what your heart is saying to you. Because I think that so many people have felt things in their heart and then they share them with the wrong people and the person minimized it. could be your mother, your father, your siblings, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Don't minimize what, what God is speaking to you. God is calling you. To go all the way in. Mm. And so this is this is biblical because Mm. you can be fully persuaded that God is calling you. You could be semi-persuaded or kind of persuaded. I don't want to be kind of persuaded. No. I want to be fully persuaded that God is calling us to do this thing. Mm -hmm. But this thing that He's called us to do, this mission, what a
1: privilege. What a privilege. What the heck? I know. It's such a privilege. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're, when you go all in, let's just call it like it is you're gonna have to change your environment your friends who's speaking into you all that stuff and if the mission is bigger yes you'll do it Mm -hmm. if it's not you'll be selfish and you won't do it Mm -hmm. like the reason you're in a funk is because you probably haven't served anybody for a day for a week for a month right turn the selfie stick around Mm -hmm. and and then you will catch fire when you get that fulfillment from serving another human, but on the other side of that is a great deal of sacrifice, but it is so worth it. Yeah. And for me, it's like easy. I'm like, that person's like Dudville. I'm not hanging out with them for a minute. I don't want their stinking thinking, like mm-hmm. no way, right? I want to be surrounded by the people that are my earthly angels that are going to speak into me, tell me when I can do better and help, right? Yes. So I want those friends. I want the people that I'm serving, So good. but I'm just so protective of my energy of my mind of my time and i feel like if people aren't making a big income or they don't feel like they have a big platform they're not taking themselves seriously yes
0: i love this okay so what happens when you decide to be in alignment with your assignment and walk out your god-given plan your god idea you're gonna have to shift your partners so the people that have just been your acquaintances or the people that you just liked because you had certain things in common, you'll find that, again, you will not have an appetite for some of these people. So we never need to be rude, Yeah. but we can silently shift people out.
1: Yeah, yes, we can.
0: And so one of the things I thought was cool, that when I saw you in San Diego, you had a posse. I did. You were running deep, man. You were were rolling deep with a posse. How did those girls get in your posse? Gosh,
1: I was praying for earthly angels and, you know, the right people to support my God-given mission, and they're a part of the mission. Mm -hmm. It's not even the Emily mission. They get the grander mission of it all, but, you know, two of them that, yes, they're my partners, they work on my team, but they prayed for me backstage, right? Like, they got in the posse because they bring up the energy. They support me and the mission. And that's how they got in, Mm -hmm. you know? Otherwise, if they were draining, there's no way.
0: Yes. So what I, because it takes one to know one. Yeah. So when I walked back, when you were backstage in what we call the green room, you were already in a zone. Yeah. (laughs) So I did not come at you just as your friend like,
1: Hey, what's the latest? <laughs> like, where right. have your
0: fiance? You and your fiance been to dinner. I didn't I didn't do yeah. any of that. I just saw you in the zone and went. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I'm Like, whoa, she's already deep. Okay. Yeah. But then the women you had around you were like there too. So in the green room, we all have our green room. Okay. Watch everyone who's watching and listening, watch who you have in your green room. Mm. Because in that green room, people should be giving you strength, not taking your strength. Right. Right. Amen. People should be listening to your secrets and loving your secrets. That's right. Because not everybody gets in that green room. Mm. So mm. I, I, I was liking that. I, I yeah. thought, man, she's running deep. I'm
1: man. running deep. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm I'm all in. I can't involved. Those no turning back.
0: No, there's not. Mm-mm. No, because once, oh, you're going to like this one. <laughs> Once you touch the fire, you cannot live in the smoke. Tim's story.
1: Tim's story.
0: Once yeah. you touch the fire, you can't live in the smoke. So that's why when people say like, what projects are you excited about? You rarely, maybe 2% of my interviews hear me say, I'm excited about that. And then project B or C. Right. No, I'm, I'm excited about life. Yes. I'm excited about today. Yes. Once you touch the fire and really connect with God, I'm not settling for the smoke.
1: No, I'm not. Me either. Please. Please. Mm -hmm. You're amazing. Thank you. You too. Oh, my God. I got to. You're going to be a regular. Like, that's just, there's no choice. You're my neighbor, so it's happening. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies. I've become... A regular. You are a regular. These conversations are awesome. Yes, they are. And
0: listen, we're all proud of you.
1: Thank you. And
0: any of us that have any sense that have been doing it for a long time, realize you're not next, you're now. You're in your season. Uh, There's no getting out. Yeah. So this is an awesome time for you. Thank you. And I'm so thankful for the millions of people that are waiting for you and what you're about to do.
1: Thank you for being an example for me one that I truly, truly admire. You're the real deal, the real deal on so many levels. And you bless me and you've come into my life for the perfect season and reason. And I'm so grateful for you, Tim's Story. So thank you for being here.